0: Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we are ending the debates. Breakfast, showers, and fasting. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back. I'm your host, Shaka Smith. Hey, nice little cheering section. I'm your host, Shaka Smith, joined by IAPB pro Annie Parker. Welcome back, welcome back.
1: Thank you for having me. It's always fun to be here.
0: Yeah, exactly. We've got, a, we got a, a bunch of great stories. I really want to make sure I had a pro in to tackle some of these stories. So um, I love it. we'll hear your thoughts on um, this whole, these debates and ending these debates. I love debates. Um, but before we even get into that, uh, a new study came out. This was in um, the, a study in the British Medical Journal, mm-hmm. and it looked at extending the disease free um, years of your life. And what five healthy habits actually extend the disease-free years of your life the most? Because obviously you want more years, but you want more quality years. Totally. And this study found that women were able to extend the disease-free years of life life by 10 years and men by 7 years if they followed these five steps. Mm-hmm. One, exercise regularly. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Yep. <laughs> drink in moderation. But at least drink is on the list. You can drink I in am. moderation. Um, three, have a healthy weight. Four, have a good diet, and five, not smoke. And a lot of, you know, some of the good diet stuff was really about portion control. When they saw, said drinking in moderation, it was about having a glass of wine or a beer a day. That was it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course we knew that these are five healthy habits to have, but that they actually make a difference when it comes to the quality of life. Disease-free life, yeah. um, I thought was really um, really important, important to underscore. Mm-hmm. And I think the best part about it is the reason they tackled um, these disease... Uh, they looked at... When they said disease-free, they looked at cancer, heart problems, and type 2 diabetes because these are the three most common in old age.
1: Totally. And... Um I would even throw Canadian whiskey in there because my grandpa's almost 93 and he drinks a glass of Canadian whiskey every day. So, yeah, and I think, um, you know, we saw a lot less, you know, because right now, uh, I I know quite a few people in their 90s, actually, and I think it's because they kind of came up Eating a lot of unprocessed foods, mm-hmm. where you know, I think now we have to be a lot more careful because of marketing and everything else. There's so much more processed. And our food. portions
0: are bigger, so not oh. more processed food, but we're eating more of it yeah, too. Yeah,
1: completely. So I think I think you do have to be really careful. And yeah, I think drinks are fine. Like I said, you know, my grandpa's been drinking every day of his <laughs> life almost, but a glass. Yeah. You know, so I think that's it's can be totally fine for you, but everything in moderation. Yeah. The food sizes, everything.
0: And what I thought was interesting about this, they actually this was a sub section of, it was 111,000 people over 20 years, so quite comprehensive, but the majority of the people were white health professionals. So I would almost think that the results might be even more pronounced, because I think that's more probably a privileged group, they probably have better access to medicine. Totally. Um, So, you know, people that have really bad negative health outcomes, I think this could really benefit if they're able to kind of find a way to stick to these sort of five parameters.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I would say probably our southern states have more like type 2 diabetes and stuff like that because that is directly proportionate to your food. You yeah. know what I mean? And where you're eating a lot of fried food, stuff like that, fatty foods, um, high sugar foods, things that I love, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. candy. You know, that that's what leads to type 2 diabetes. And, yeah, so the more... I mean, look at us here in LA, you know, we have access to all this like healthy, healthy food and stuff like that and other parts of the country don't have that, you know, Midwest and yeah, down south, places like that. So Yeah, and we gotta change sure. our messaging.
0: It's not just about looking good, but it's actually about having quality years of life. Yeah, you know, so.
1: yeah, for sure.
0: So yeah, I thought it was an interesting study. But um one of the debates that we've all often I think we've talked about this probably over the years, is hot and cold showers, whether or not they're beneficial when you should have them. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to fitness, sometimes you wanna you wanna take a cold shower right before for to kind of make the muscles look better yeah. you know so we always have the <laughs> these debates <laughs> but today we're going to end the debate and talk about the benefits of hot showers versus cold showers. And a lot of these studies actually look at immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you talk, if you're looking to really, I guess, get the maximal effect of a hot shower versus a cold shower, you might want a hot bath uh, versus a cold bath. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, when it comes to cold showering, you're looking at decreased inflammation and swelling, decrease of muscle spasms, pain relief, increased metabolism, heart rate, um, improved general hydration by cooling down the body as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, you get an improved pain response so that you are kind of dulling some of the pain. Um, what do you think about cold therapy? Have you done some of the cryo? I'm a big cryo fan. Are you Are you a cryo fan?
1: I mean, I wouldn't call myself a fan because yeah. I hate being old, <laughs> yeah. but I, I have done it and I do like it. I yeah. think there's such benefit and that's why athletes get in an ice bath after and do cryo and stuff like that, especially when I was competing and yeah. you know really beating on myself quite a lot. Cryo was super important. And I do think, you know, Ice and heat. A lot of like therapists and people like that. If you have any soreness or anything like that, I think both are really beneficial. You know, first ice, then heat, or yeah, you know, I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe opposite.
0: Uh, well, the we in the hot the hot studies when the show, the looking at the immersion in hot showers, mm-hmm. they also found improved health, uh, cardiovascular health, blood flow, reduced arterial stiffness, which mm-hmm. was really important for people with sort of bad cardiovascular. Um, cardiovascular problems. Reduction in pain and improved knee functioning as well. Uh, And they've said that it actually improves your sleep. And if you have a hot shower one to two hours before bed, that's like the best time to actually improve sleep. So they both have a lot of benefits. And maybe you want to include a a cold shower than a hot shower. Yeah. Is is that something you've done or you do?
1: Um, I mean... I wouldn't say cold shower, (laughs) but uh, I've definitely taken, like, a lukewarm shower in the morning and then, like, a hot bath or shower at night. I'm a big fan of of a salt bath, so, and yes, I think that 100%, because I pretty much only do it at night, like, shortly before bed. So I think that totally helps. Sleep. Yeah, when
0: I, when I was train, th- I guess you, I think you were saying Lady Gaga does, she does cry or right after show, then she gets a warm bath. Yeah. I, I would do the opposite when I was training. I would go with the warm shower, and I would gradually decrease it till it was like bone cold, so that when I would leave, my metabolism would be jacked up, kind of getting me, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: it,
0: the gradual decrease isn't so bad, though. If you decrease it gradually, at some point it does get rough. Yeah. <laughs> but that was my thing. I think it worked out. But when it comes to the debate, it really looks like it's all about the effect effect and what mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. And so if you're really looking to jack up the metabolism and reduce the soreness and the inflammation, you might want to go with a cold shower. Yep. If you want to increase the blood flow and the arterial function, reduce the arterial stiffness, and maybe get ready for bed, you might want to go with something warm. Yeah, for sure. So we've ended the debate. It's all about what you want as your goal. <laughs> and <laughs> I like both. Yeah, exactly. Right. So whatever whatever day of the week. Yeah. Um, so another uh, another big debate that's been going around is intermittent fasting, um, whether or not we should be fasting. I know a lot of people, especially in the bodybuilding world, are always about muscle loss, mm-hmm. and we might have a few answers there. Um, it looks like the New England Journal of Medicine, December 19, 2019, um, they found that there are other benefits than just weight loss when it comes to intermittent fasting, and those include improved glucose regulation, reduced blood pressure and resting heart rate, mm-hmm. reduced inflammation, and improved muscle health. And that last one got me, improved muscle health muscle health. And they looked at another study that looked at men that fasted for 16 hours a day. They only lost fat. There was no loss of muscle. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think about that? Did that surprise you at all?
1: It actually doesn't surprise me at all because even when, yeah, I was competing and um, building muscle and everything like that, I've actually never been a breakfast eater. So I've always like had my last meal like two hours before bedtime or like at least an hour before bedtime. And then I don't eat. I would say the earliest I eat is maybe like ten thirty, eleven in the morning. So there's always a solid fourteen to sixteen hours from my last meal to my first meal, and I think that's actually really important because our digestion needs a break. Yeah. So and
0: we, and they find that intermittent fasting that your body starts to heal itself because sometimes mm-hmm. it, and it kills sometimes the cells that need. To be used as energy for the body. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is when we get into ketosis, and we talk about the keto diet, which, um, which I think the keto diet is not necessarily sustainable as it is. Um, they say yeah. for the keto diet, you want twenty milligrams of carbohydrate, twenty grams of carbohydrates or less a day. Um, that's a little intense, but on an intermittent fasting diet, you can still go into ketosis mm-hmm. and use those ketones as energy as well. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, a little too. At, in love with fruit to be considered keto, <laughs> but I would consider myself low carb. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: And you, if you're getting, if you're doing the 14 hours a day, they say it also triggers the antioxidant response of the body mm-hmm. and that um, contributes to anti-aging as well.
1: I mean, honestly, I think if we really think about how many processes happen when we're sleeping, when we're resting, yeah. your body having that rest from solid food, I think is really important. And especially, too, like what we were just talking about, there's so much processed food now, our body's working harder, our meals Are bigger, it 100% needs that downtime to recover itself every day. And well,
0: someone who doesn't really agree with you would be Marky. (laughs) Marky Mark, Mark Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he is not in agreement, and he has now challenged uh, Dr. Oz. Uh, So Dr. Oz uh, recently came out and said he wanted to cancel breakfast, and I think we have a clip of him talking about canceling
1: breakfast. Oh, I love it.
2: It's 2020. What are the new health fads that we shouldn't be Doing, you know, it's a new decade. It's what should we be looking out for? What should we be doing? I think for 2020, one well, the first things I'm going to do is ban breakfast. I don't think we need to eat breakfast. That's an advertising ploy that most what? people. What? I thought we need <laughs> our three basic meals. I go by the food pyramid. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of the the dogma we were fed for decades came out of advertisements. It wasn't really based on the truth around our health. The smartest thing for us to do is cancel breakfast. Have your first meal when you're actually hungry. Which, if you're intermittent fasting, and you haven't had a.
1: Dinner it won't happen till mid, midway through the morning. In fact, cancel breakfast,
0: have brunch every day of the week. You want to cancel <laughs> like breakfast? This is, like this is insane yeah. right now. Cancel breakfast, have brunch. So, so you're you're in agreement with Dr. Ozier?
1: You know, yeah. I have a master's in nutrition, and even with that, I mean, this is. That's you know, I eat very intuitively, yeah. and I eat um my timing of my food is very intuitive, and I have legitimately since I was little, I've never not even breakfast food, I have just never been hungry in the morning and never wanted to eat in the morning, and my stomach almost doesn't feel good when I eat in the morning, so just following what my body likes that's just been one hundred percent natural to me, and I've never felt any kind of way yeah about that's it, you know
0: that's how muscle. I that's how I stumbled on fasting is that I was looking at. Period of my life when I felt like I was physically in the best shape mm-hmm. and I just realized I was, eat. I was just happening to eat like way later in the day and I was like wait but I was still eating a lot when I did eat you know yeah. so I was feeling very full. And I realized, wait a minute, I think I'm just naturally in fasting. And then I started to incorporate that as, like, an actual thing in my diet and think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you know, if you think of the word breakfast, like I was saying earlier, it's, like, break fast. It yeah. doesn't matter when you have it, really. So what what would exactly was Marky, Marky Mark saying? What's his problem? Uh, well, so, you know, he... He, he likes you know, pancakes. What,
0: <laughs> 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 well, but, so he's got F45 now. I think he's a part um, owner in F45, the range of gyms that's kind of blowing up right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. But he works out very hard. Yeah. So he's saying... If he doesn't eat that much for breakfast, he's not going to have the energy to work out. And
1: I would say the caveat to all of that is the morning crew of workout people I've never been one of them I would say my blood sugar does crash a bit if I do like a fasted workout in the morning Mm -hmm. and then China tea like I would have to I I really do believe you probably have to eat within an hour after your workout so if you're a morning workout person
0: well, I'd say after if you're gonna but for your feeling though like like if you're gonna feel weak afterwards Mm -hmm. but I I don't think it's gonna be do you think it, it wouldn't interfere with your muscle building no yeah so so I think it's going to be based on how you feel. Mm-hmm. But interesting, they have now challenged each other, or Dr. Oz has now challenged uh, Mark Wahlberg, it, who invited him to train with them. He now challenged him to one-legged push-ups. And <laughs> they are going to go for a one-legged push-up challenge. Do we have the clip here? Let's see if we can play this. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, just picture it.
1: Reconnect. Uh, just picturing
0: Doctor Oz and Mark Wahlberg doing a one leg uh, <laughs> um, push up challenge, but so we'll we'll have it up in a second. But do you think who do you have your money on winning?
1: Well, I mean, is this are they both fast? So no, so or? no,
0: no. One will have eaten, you know, and then basically they're going to go in as they believe they should be going in. Um, Dr. Oz will go in not having anything in the morning, you know, and Mark Mark Wahlberg will go in having anything. I breakfast. feel like this
1: is really unfair. This is like a biased study here.
0: <laughs> no, but no, Dr. Oz, <laughs> he's the one that said let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if we got the clip. Have you
2: reached out to Mark Wahlberg? I mean, you reached out to him, right? I reached out to Mark uh... I left a message and said, listen, wherever you are, wherever I am, we'll find a place we go work out together. Uh, when he said I was dead wrong about breakfast, I want to have a little discussion about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take that personal, huh? Well, I looked at the medical literature, and there's another big paper just came out saying the same thing, which is people who intermittent fast, basically skip breakfast, live longer, and they, independent of their weight, and they happen to lose weight too, but independent of their weight, they seem to be happier, more focused, and their endurance is better. I mean, think about this. Our ancestors wouldn't get up in the morning and have meal prepared for them. They have to go catch their prey. And so they get up in the morning, they'd be able to endure for a couple hours track down whatever they're going to eat. They'd kill it and eat (laughs) it. So that's what we're doing when we work out, which is why I never eat before I work out. The key question Mark and everybody else is thinking about... So
0: I think, uh, I think this will be quite interesting. He, he sounds like he's ready. I mean, <laughs> he's
1: not scared. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, <laughs> my money's on odds. So i, I got to put my money on odds because it, it's kind of the way I, I think it, I, I believe. You know, i yeah, got money he, where, where I believe.
1: I don't think he's wrong. So. so um,
0: and they even showed um, in some of these studies, one clinical trial, that for older adults, um, intermittent fasting improved verbal memory, mm-hmm. um, reversal of insulin resistance, and executive um, cognitive function, and global cognition as well. Well, mm-hmm. so that's it had amazing. a lot of mental results as um, mental benefits for older adults as well. So thank goodness, um, yeah, <laughs> I think Doctor Oz is right on the money. Um, and of course, we have a new award we're going to start giving out here on the Fit Club, and that's going to be our Fighter of the Week award. Okay. And so our Fighter of the Week award goes to none other than Beyonce Knowles, who has just done. She's released her Ivy Park capsule collection, and these are the photos she has. Um, she's released to, to let people know that she's fit. She's bootyful, and uh, she got a new collection now. I think we we got some of the photos. Tell me, what do you think about, A, this marketing? Is it provocative marketing? Is it going too far, or is it right on point?
1: I mean, it's Queen Bay. <laughs> uh, I don't think there is such a thing as going too far, and she's always just kind of... You know she is who she is, and she's very unapologetic about it. So I mean, I think that's what everyone loves so much about her. And she like kind of evokes this confidence. So it's really kind of remarkable. And I'm I'm down to try it. <laughs> and, and, and in some
0: ways, I would say she she evokes more of the like the the more average woman. She's I mean she's kind of glamorous, but she's also saying, look, you yeah. can you can be a bigger size, but also look sexy and beautiful and yeah. work out and be fit and tone.
1: Yeah, she's amazing, and I mean just. It, it, all of it, just her work ethic, her look. I mean, just
0: I, I just think I think nothing. it's so interesting how I, I think a lot of a lot of people have redefined. You know what's in and what's in style and what is acceptable I think uh, from a marketing standpoint
1: yeah it's always changing yeah. it, and you know when we think of like who our thought leaders are right yeah. now especially here in LA you know she's one of them obviously we got the Kardashians yeah. and like people like that and like they're kind of like running marketing right yeah. now
0: but I, I wonder what's the line between like marketing ploy and you know authenticity
1: I know and i <laughs> that's the thing is like you you really don't know yeah because we don't we don't know these people yeah. you know we we see tv and what what they want us to see on tv and i'm you know you and i are in this business and we're i think you know if you've done any reality tv it's pretty much all like scripted yeah, yeah. reality tv so like none of it is really real yeah. you know so
0: yeah well I'm, I'm gonna give her the fighter of the week award I, yeah i thought i, I thought She's representing something positive, a positive body image that she puts out. Yeah, a little, a little racy, but I think it's also a positive body image. And I love her for doing that twenty-two days vegan um, that she and Jay Z kind of went in on when they. they oh, did. they did. Yeah, I knew yeah. um,
1: J Lo and A Rod did that. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. Jay I think M-Bage they. And...
0: I think they had been inspired by Beyonce and Jay Z having done that. So oh,
1: I love it. Yeah,
0: so uh, I love the veganism spreading around the world. Are, are you there quite yet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally just had this conversation last night. I, I like I grew up near farms and, you know, all that stuff where they were like free roaming cows and I think I talked about this last time and it, it's still just kinda like I, I, it's going to be hard for me to give up a steak <laughs> once a week, and I love you. And you know, I think the one thing we do is celebrate people's differences around <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: town. That is, that is true. LA. <laughs> so, so not not yet, not yet.
1: That was my long way of saying absolutely not yet.
0: Uh, maybe by the next time we have you on. <laughs> uh, But uh, I want to thank you so much for joining. Uh, what you. What do you have coming up?
1: Oh my gosh! So um, I'm actually starting a new web series next week uh, called Forbidden Fruit. So that'll be really exciting. Yeah, so I'm like getting a little more into acting, and that's been really fun. And just you know, trying to trying to get on this show more with you because yeah. that's so fun. I love it. And. And then, you know, fitness modeling.
0: Yeah, yeah say, have you, we always talk about that pull, that, that urge to get back on stage. Is it something you ever see down the line? I know it's not now, but do you ever see it down the line, five, Ab- ten years from now? Absolutely never. No, absolutely.
1: No. No. <laughs> that, that's a hard no. Stage, no. Veganism, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Stage, no.
0: no. So when you're 70, you're not like, I'm coming back. No. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: like, if I was, like, you know, maybe, like, a bored housewife or something, <laughs> and I just really wanted to do something, but I, I don't think.
0: <laughs> and so, what what was that process like—relinquishing or finding that shift from competition to at ease or at peace?
1: It was really, really beautiful. It was—I didn't realize because I. I'm a very focused person and when there's something I want I focus on it 110% Mm -hmm. and I give all to it almost to the detriment of other things in my life and it was like that with competing and competing is one of those things where um it's a lot of work with almost no reward Mm -hmm. and you know besides a a little trophy. yeah (laughs) so I mean when I started you know hosting a lot more doing infomercials commercials and all of a sudden you know i was actually being rewarded and enjoying my work at the same time and all of that it was just such a a natural healthy transition for me to doing something i I love and actually being rewarded and being able to make a living and, and stuff like that with it that then on top of it i didn't realize how unhealthy i was kind of getting with it too because i was restricting my diet so much and um you know Eating way more than my body really wanted. I wasn't listening to my body. Yeah. So when I got back to being an intuitive eater and listening to my body, I was just like,
0: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I I think we don't talk about uh, that those transitions enough, especially when they're you're going from passion to passion, because sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be difficult, especially when that passion may be to your detriment a little bit.
1: Yeah. 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 And I, I would say with competing, it was actually to my detriment a little bit because you know. I was just, when I'm going for something, <laughs> I'll risk it all. And um, that was definitely the case there. And then um, when I got my pro card, which is what everyone's after when yeah. they're competing, you know, it was so anticlimactic.
0: Yeah, it wasn't the oh yeah, the magic it, moment where it's supposed to take you to this other <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, it was
1: like one really exciting night of celebration yeah. and then like it's all back to normal. And you know, I had already had little sponsorships and, you know, stuff like that. So like nothing changed yeah. when when I got my pro card and then it was kind of like you chase after your pro card and then you chase after competing at Olympia. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, so you that, chase one thing, and then you just go start chasing after another thing, and there's never... Without
0: thinking if it makes you happy.
1: Right, you never really have a chance to just like celebrate where you are. Yeah. Or at least you you don't, because it's always like... Next <laughs> thing, next thing. What's next, next, thing. next? what's next? Yeah. yeah, and then the yeah. diet's gotta be
0: right for X amount of time, you
1: know. And people have to remember like, you know, people think of it as a career because they're giving as much time to it as a career, but it's not a career, you're not yeah. getting paid for it. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and
0: sometimes when you do, then you have managers and this and yeah. agent and this to pay out as well. Yeah, so, it's not exactly. really viable career. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, appreciate you sharing that with us and again yeah. having again. So, hopefully, we'll have you again um, for many, many more episodes to come. I love it. I'll be here <laughs> as much as you want. Uh, where can they find you?
1: Um, Ms. Annie Parker on Instagram. So, that's MS Annie Parker and Sassy Fit Chick still on Twitter.
0: And you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. See you guys next week. Bye